Mid-America's most trusted source for news, KMOX. At 5.03, it's partly cloudy and 60 degrees downtown at the Arch. I'm Maria Kina. In from Michael Calhoun, the news is sponsored by Michael's Flooring Outlet. Our top story this hour, violent crime across the St. Louis region is largely being committed by a few individuals. Thomas Apt, a criminologist who is organizing local leaders all this week, says those involved in violent crimes tend to have a long criminal history. The average victim, the average suspect, uh, both had more than 10 arrests uh, per uh, uh, previous uh, to the to the incident. Those leaders plan to wrap up the seminar tomorrow morning with an action plan on how to curb violent crime. Kirkwood police say there's been an uptick in wallets being stolen out of women's purses. Officer Gary Baldridge says recent incidents have had a man and woman team of thieves. People are working in tandem, working in pairs. They see a a very non-suspecting victim at a store. Their purse may happen to be uh, in your shopping cart. Uh, and unzipped, unbuttoned, unsnapped, whatever the case may be, open. Baldridge says educating the public about cases like this is the first line of defense in minimizing people becoming victims of theft. Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey has filed suit over St. Louis Pediatric Transgender Center's refusal to turn over records. Bailey contends Washington University had previously agreed to provide to his office amidst his investigation into the pediatric transgender clinic. Bailey's lawsuit states that there is reason to believe that the Biden administration is interfering with the investigation. It asked the court to compel the transgender clinic to hand over the documents they previously agreed to produce. The Senate passed reauthorization removal of the Radiation Compensation Act, or RECA, which would provide financial relief for people that become sick as a result of government-condoned nuclear contamination. Missouri U.S. Senator Josh Hawley on the Senate floor expressing outrage. Congress is moving forward. The Senate is moving forward with a defense bill that strips this program out of the law, that allows this program to expire, that turns its back on the tens of thousands of good Americans who have sacrificed for their country, who have served their country, who have dutifully given their health and in many cases their lives to this country and gotten nothing. And those that have depended on this compensation provided for 1990 will soon get nothing. Back in July, Hawley said RECA passed overwhelmingly with 61 bipartisan votes to continue the program. He adds today the bill is gone and he attributes that to what he calls a backroom deal. Coming up at 550 tonight, we will let you hear a large part of the senator's speech on the Senate floor. The son of a St. Louis County fallen police officer wants to join the department. This is Stuart McMillan at the dedication service for Antonio Valentine. The bridge that runs over the Merrimack River here on Telegraph Road is being named in his honor after he passed away in the line of service uh, as a St. Louis County Police Department officer back in 2021. His son, Jay, tells me he's following in his father's footsteps and joining the police academy. This is something I actually wanted to do for a long time. And then I went away for a couple of years to college to kind of test new theories, new ideas. And I, at the end of the day, still came back to what I wanted to do as, <laughs> since I was a child. Are you in the police academy now? Not yet, no. So you're thinking about joining? I am joining. Jay is one of four of the children left behind by Antonio Valentine, who was 42 when he died.
The Missouri Farm Bureau is pushing for the expansion of a major St. Louis interstate highway. Ben Travelos with the Missouri Farm Bureau says after finding success in getting Jefferson City to expand I-70, they now set their sights on Interstate 44. They took the initiative at, at the annual meeting uh, earlier this week uh, to adopt policy calling for the expansion of, of I-44. Travelo says they also want to see expansion coming to Interstate 57. Sean Malone, KMOX News. The Repertory Theater of St. Louis is facing a $2.5 million budget shortfall, forcing the cancellation of a pair of productions and scaling back of their annual holiday show. Enter St. Louis native and actor John Goodman, who will help with the Rally for the Rep campaign to fill that gap in funds. A holiday benefit is set for December 17th as Goodman returns to St. Louis. What does he think about when he thinks of home uh boy uh, friends friends family and afton and uh yeah I, I i can't come home as often as i like i get there maybe once a year now uh but i'll be there uh next weekend um and get to hang out at the rep a little bit and and see what's what i uh they just asked me if i'd, I'd come in and help with this thing and i i I sure would because uh, I, I think the rep is vital. The event begins at 7.30 on Sunday the 17th. The website, repstl.org. Tom Ackerman, KMOX News. The news is sponsored by Michael's Flooring Outlet, the flooring experts, michaelsflooringoutlet.com. Well, can the St. Louis region's leaders come together to combat violent crime? Total Information AM's Tom Ackerman and Megan Lynch spoke with the man at the center of those conversations. Thomas Apt is the founding director of the Center for the Study and Practice of Violence Reduction, or VRC, and an associate research professor in the Department of Criminology and Criminal Justice at the University of Maryland. In partnership with East West Gateway uh, and our partners at the National Network for Safe Communities, we did a uh, deep dive on homicide data in the region for the past year and a half or so. And we learned a few things. We learned that uh, violence in the region is concentrated among a surprisingly small number of people and a surprisingly small number of places that disproportionately contribute to the gun violence problem in the region. We learned that those individuals are much older than uh, folks expected. Uh, there was an average age of 31. And they're much more deeply involved in the criminal justice system than many people may have suspected. Uh, the average victim, the average suspect, uh, both had more than 10 arrests uh, per uh, uh, previous uh, to, the, to the incident. And so, uh, and we also learned that uh, a lot of the violence is, you know, concentrated in the city. That shouldn't be surprising. But that there's a lot of violence that's spilling over the city-county border. And of course, there's violence uh, elsewhere in the county, but about more than 90% of homicides happen in either the city, St. Louis County, or St. Clair County. Uh, that's just a start. That is quite the start. Thomas, are we hamstrung by the fact that we have multiple local governments? Is that a problem? It's a problem. Uh, you know, the, we did an analysis and the sort of governmental structure of the region is more fragmented than other regional government structures across the country, but it's a surmountable problem. So I do believe that it means that the elected officials and others need to work harder than they might ordinarily need to, to work across jurisdictions and boundaries, but it's definitely possible. And we've seen uh, that collaboration so far.
So when we talk about this concentrated group of people and this concentration in certain places, how do we attack that? Well, I think you need to engage these people and these places with a combination of empathy and accountability. You need to give them opportunities to change their lives for the better, but you also need to say, hey, if you continue persisting in violence, we will hold you fully accountable. And so you need both stick and carrot. I understand. Uh, what strategies have not worked? Maybe we can identify that. Have, have you discussed that as well? We have discussed that. And generally speaking, what we see, uh, you know, across jurisdictions, you know, when you look at the science of violence reduction, is that the most broad, the most general uh, uh, approaches tend not to work. So if you say we want to reduce gun violence and we want to do it by, you know, making sure that everybody has a great education or that everybody gets a job or that we get all the guns off the street, all of those very overbroad measures saying, well, you know, it's all about family values, it's all about poverty, it's all about inequality. Those are too big, too broad, and generally they don't work well. Do we have the kind of funding we need to address this? Um, you don't have the funding that you need currently. The, uh, the region is underinvesting in this very important specific problem of fatal and non-fatal shootings. But I do believe there's commitment uh, of uh, both philanthropic, business, and government leaders to change that. Can you give us a comp, maybe a city that has taken a positive direction uh, in, in this way that has started to solve some of its crime issues, something that we can follow? Sure. Well, I mean, there's obviously, we're a new center, but we've worked with two cities uh, before St. Louis, Knoxville and Boston. And both of those uh, cities have come together, put together plans, they're in implementation, and violence is falling in both jurisdictions very hard to tell, you know, in, in a credible way, is it just, is it the result of the workshops that we put together, but things are moving in the right direction. And in general, if you look across, this, uh, uh, across the country, cities that are better at collaboration do better in this space because ultimately violence reduction is a team sport. And if the individual team uh, members don't play well together, uh, it's hard to be successful. One last, one last question for you, and I, I think because uh, a lot of people in this community are very tired of this issue, and I think they want some accountability. So what are the next steps that we can follow to hold our leaders accountable to what you're working with them on? Sure. So we're in the planning process right now with uh, local leaders and local stakeholders. And uh, tomorrow at 9 a.m., we're going to report out uh, to the public uh, media is invited to attend some of the basic kernels of the agreement that we've, we've made to move things forward. So we're going to come out of this week with some concrete recommendations for action, and then we'll keep working with the region in turn to, and to make that a reality.